Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Active and Connected Families podcast. We have the most exciting news today that we have been working on, honestly, for over a year. It's wild. And that is that this week we are renaming our mental health practice from Virginia Family Therapy to Active and Connected Family Therapy, which is, yes, just like the name of this podcast. And there's so many reasons for this change, and mostly it's that our new name is going to allow us to stay in touch with our colleagues and clients as they move around the country as much as possible. We are still the same group of clinicians headquartered in Virginia. Currently, most of us are in Charlottesville, but with offices in Lynchburg and Northern Virginia. And we continue to be committed to providing exceptional therapy, psychiatry, and assessment services for the people who are living in our communities. We thought so long and hard about what our new name should be. We are thrilled with Active and Connected because it embodies what we think is most important in mental health and most important in how we practice. Y'all, last week I read a study that said that the most important thing that people can do every single day is take a walk with a friend. That promotes longevity, that promotes mental health, that promotes physical health. Take a walk with a friend. And I was like, well, That is active and connected. There we are. And so, yes, we do like to walk with our clients, but even more important about the name active is that we as clinicians like to be actively engaged with the folks that are in our room with us or on a walk with us. And we really like our clients to be active and intentional around how they live their lives. And so active with ourselves, with our clients, with our communities is really important. And throughout, I think what most people know us for is our relationships. Every single therapist on our team is so committed to developing an authentic and real relationship with our clients. And the connection is the center of our work and the center of us helping people. And so the active and connected really feels true to us. And we are so excited. This episode today is Caroline and I talking about how we started Virginia Family Therapy four years ago. And it is insane because you'll hear that literally Caroline just knocked on my door one day while my kids were taking a nap and was like, do you know anything about mental health in Charlottesville? And so unintentionally, we have developed something that we are so proud of, something that means a lot to us because we just feel like we are able to help so many people and we just feel so thankful that people allow us into their lives. And y'all, you are going to hear us cry, of course, um, and it's fine. So thank you all so much for listening and all the support you all have offered us over the years. We are truly grateful. I am shocked that this is kind of where I am, but I'm also really, really proud of our team and all the people on it and everybody in our community. So thank you all so much. And I hope you like listening to Caroline and I get emotional once again. Have a great day, y'all. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. 
We're all struggling in some of the same places and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Amanda. I am so excited to see you. I'm glad you're back on the pod. I just am psyched to be here. Me too. I feel like it's been a while. It sure has. And today we are on to chat about our big news about naming ourselves active and connected family therapy. Woohoo. I hope this means we get to reminisce. Oh, I hope, you know what, we should actually reminisce because even as I said it, I was like, oh, we might have to do some grief work around missing Virginia family therapy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So ridiculous. I didn't realize we were going to be in this spot, but I don't know. why, Why don't we start telling folks about like how we even started Virginia family therapy and how we got to where we are today? Okay. Let's do it. I feel like you have to start because you were the one who started all of this for real. Okay. So I tell this story a lot. And I think the major tenets of this story is for those parents that are listening. I essentially woke up after having my second child, Wes, while my husband, Robert Johnston, was in medical school. He was a second year. And I literally woke up and I was like, oh crap, I'm primary breadwinner and I'm primary caregiver and I need to figure out how can I kind of make the most money and be the most flexible for my family because it was so important to me to be able to be with them. And so I opened a private practice. I was terrified. I was working in the schools prior to that. I was so scared. My friends were like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so I opened a private practice and I worked out of Martha Jeff. Um, for a really long time. And that's kind of where I was. (laughs) And then I moved back here in early 2018. And through a close family friend who had met Amanda at a wedding was connected to Amanda to kind of just chit chat about mental health in Charlottesville, because I was like, I need a job. And maybe I can get the lowdown on some places where I could work. (laughs) And so Caroline literally knocked on my door. And this is again, I think at this point, I'd had Robbie. Robbie was one and a half because he was when's his birthday? October. Okay. So he was a little bit older than one and he was napping. We met during, it was like a Friday at one o'clock. Yeah. Because that's the only time you can have meetings when you're a working mom and you're like trying to do it. And I'm like, I can meet with you if you come to my house at one o'clock and you literally just knocked on my door and you were like, do you know of any jobs? I was like, yeah, do you know? And I was like, do you know, like the lay of the land guys, I was coming out of like a really tough job and had had um, a bit of a quarter life crisis around whether or not I was staying a therapist. And I had thought about becoming a professional organizer. 
which I which didn't end up doing, which I w- which would have been totally fine. But I'm glad I decided to meet with you and ask about random opportunities in Charlottesville instead. And I literally was like, well, maybe you could work with me. I mean, I had no plan, but I was like, oh, this is so fun to like mentor. You know what I mean? And it was so exciting for me because it was, I felt like it was in the direction I really wanted to go in terms of getting to see the clients I really wanted to see. So like clinically, it was so exciting for me. And I remember we made a goal for me to have like, it was, I think I started in like February or April or something. I don't remember. But our goal was for me to have eight clients by July. And I remember we had eight clients in like six weeks and we were like, maybe it's working. Like maybe this is going to work. Like, Literally, this is how it went, you all. Every step of the way, we've been like, maybe this is working pretty much. And I think too, for me, part of it is at that time, I was like running a kind of a nonprofit and families in action. And I was also teaching at UVA And because I love mentoring and I love like talking, I just love being with people. But I think for me, being with younger women is really important because Mm -hmm. A, I personally, we talk about this all the time, but I get energy from it. But I also think it's so hard to figure out what you're doing in your 20s. It's just like so hard. It's such a difficult time. And so when Caroline was like, what do you know? And I was like, okay, we'll do this. Like, let me help you because I think I can. It was, and I'm... I'm going to cry. I'm like, I'm so grateful it happened. I'm so grateful that we like that you took the risk and you were like, all right, let's try it. And I was like, okay, I'm game. Well, we did make a million mistakes along the way. I (laughs) I remember when we first switched to simple practice, which is our EHR. Guys, for an entire month, I thought I was charging clients and I charged zero people. For a whole month. <laughs> and then our accountant at the time was like, what happened? Listen, we're good therapists. I oh, promise man. we're good therapists. We are. Because we were good in the room. And I think that that's what we both were kind of, that's why people were calling us is because we were really early to this walk and talk and this idea of a walk and talk. And part of that is because I can't sit still. Like I genuinely cannot sit still as a human being. And I started the private practice thinking like, I need to be very serious. I was wearing like Ann Taylor flats. And I looked out the window one day and I saw this beautiful walking pond and I'm with these like kids and teenagers. And I'm like, why are we not using this? Mm -hmm. So I started walking with the clients outside. I literally one day did 30,000 steps, which was so cool, but I did it in my Ann Taylor shoes. I just threw them away. They have holes through the entire soles of them. And I was like, we just need to go to workout clothes. Like, who do we think we are? We need to be who we are in our workout clothes. Yes. And I was like, by the time I came on, you had fully embraced to the workout clothes. And I was like, wow, I think I've really found my calling being a therapist in athletic clothes. Because if you know me, it's really what I prefer to be wearing at all times. And I literally remember being like, I can only buy workout clothes that have a Lululemon brand that you can see because people need to know that these are at least 
fancy workout clothes. These are not just like the workout clothes that you would get from someplace that's not fancy. They're professional workout clothes. I mean, this is how I rationalize a lot of my Lululemon purchases (laughs) is that they're quote work clothes. They sure are. We have a reputation. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I feel like for the first few years that we did this, we were just like ships passing in the night, right? Like you would be racing out, I would be racing in. Amanda and I shared a physical office space for like two years or so. Absolutely. And so we really couldn't be in the office together, but we would walk and talk and, and consult on cases. Yeah. We would walk at the office. We would meet at your house. We did that all the time. Yep. Because, and I think that's the part that, that has stuck, right? Is when therapists talk about their clients, we talk about them because actually Number one, we really care about our clients. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to us for people that we care about. Sometimes you just kind of want to share with someone who who you can share with some successes that you're having. You might not say their names, but you definitely share like, oh, my gosh, this one girl has been maybe struggling with eating enough and she finally started eating more and now she's not as anxious. Mm -hmm. And so we get excited to share successes, but also when we get stuck we would problem solve because it's really easy to get stuck as a therapist because life is hard. Well, and I think it's so easy. It's interesting. Like you're always in the room with another person or on the screen or outside with another person as a therapist, but like professionally it can be lonely if you don't have other therapists because you can't go home and talk about it in the same way or even if you don't give identifying information and you do go home and talk about it, I mean, you're married to a psychiatrist, so he, it might be different in the Sovic Johnston household, <laughs> but you know, people just don't really get it. And so there's this beauty in having like other therapists that you're connected to and that you're around because sometimes you can just walk out and be like, Ooh, and people just other therapists get it. And so that is such a nice piece of like working together. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I even think with Robert during the pandemic, when he wasn't uh, practicing with us, you know, he would come home and I would be talking with my Virginia family therapy therapist all the time, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And, you know, how do I help with this? Oh, I've got a grief case. I don't know enough about grief. Let me call Jesse Dice. And, and Robert really didn't have that anywhere. And so he would actually come home from work and try to talk to me. But mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I got this. I got this from my work. I actually don't need it. And so that's part of how he ended up joining our team is because I think he saw how useful it was for us to have, I always say it's cheesy, but we have like a family that's taking care of families. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cheesy. I love it. I'm like, oh, yes. I mean, it is totally true. And so now I think with the name Virginia Family Therapy, we are really excited to change the name to Active and Connected Family Therapy because I think it's representing where we are now better than Virginia Family Therapy, although I'm sad about Virginia Family Therapy kind of existing in our hearts only from now on. I know. I mean, I think... VFT will always be the place that we started, right? Where all of this started. But I think it's so exciting to keep moving forward, right? Like we've been reminiscing, but it's also like, hey, our name changes an indicator of like what's to come. 
in a lot of ways for a lot of people, like nothing is changing. <laughs> Just yeah, to be nothing's clear, changing right? Like really anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's emotional for us. But at the same time, it's like, it's a new name and we can talk about the meaning behind the name and why we chose active and connected family therapy. But just to put it out there, like for clinicians, for clients, for the community, like nothing's changing. So let's talk again. The way we decided to change our name was certainly not necessarily planned. Um, I, I feel like in many ways, it came to us. And the primary reasons that it came to us is number one, we have a lot of people on our team that we love, right? Like we have, I don't know, we just have a lot of people on our team that we have mentored and been close to and that are our friends and that do exceptional, exceptional work. And they're not staying in Virginia forever, right? And so by having a broader name, when these folks move to other locations, because they will, we are allowed to continue working with them, which feels really, really exciting to me. So we have a clinician who's likely moving to Richmond. Now, Richmond's in Virginia Virginia anyway, so it doesn't matter. But if, if he was moving to North Carolina, he could take active and connected family with him, and he can still be a part of our team and a part of our family in North Carolina as a part of active and connected family therapy. And that's so amazing. Um, And I think on the reverse side, right, there's a big push in mental health communities right now for therapists to be able to have like pacts and be licensed in multiple states, which is going to make it so much better for relationships between clients and therapists, right? Like I see tons of college age and high school clients. And it's like, we just are forced to terminate because they go to college or because they move out of state. So we're waiting for the licensing boards to catch up with us. But it also means that down the road, we won't have to do that. Right. So that's a really nice piece to this. What people don't realize is that when, even though teletherapy is a thing, you're really only allowed to provide teletherapy in the state where you're licensed. That's a broad understanding. It's different for psychologists now, and they're looking to make changes for social workers and counselors. But ultimately, we're really only allowed to provide therapy services in, in, in Virginia. And as it changes and people move, if someone goes to college in Denver, I can still see them. And by having a name Virginia Family Therapy, we're not capturing the, the the fact that we're able to see folks as they travel the country. Yeah. And and Sorry, on I the just line, got really distracted. <laughs> uh, I, here I am too. I, but I also think along those lines, we can't all see folks as they live across the country, right? Like I'm actually not licensed in North Carolina. So if someone right. goes to college in North Carolina, the good news is, is that we have Sarah Lachin who's a part of active and connected family therapy. I've known her for 25 years. I trust her. She's really wonderful. I would like her to be my therapist, but she can't. But because of that, I I know, right? But I have someone in North Carolina who I can refer these people that I care about because we have folks in North Carolina now as a part of active and connected family therapy. Yeah. And I mean, I think, right, even as we grow, I think 
I still feel like I'm part of a smaller community too, right? Like I have my boar's head and crow's egg crews that I hang out with. And, you know, I feel like that's like my, that's my immediate family. (laughs) And then I have like, you know, my extended family, which is like all the clinicians in our other offices um, that I'm connected to. Just to throw that in there. So let's talk about why we chose active and connected family therapy, because that actually was, it took a ton of work and a ton of time. Guys, choosing a name is really hard. Do you know how many like polls I've sent out to my friends on SurveyMonkey? Like, what do you think of this? Sugar Hollow family therapy, C3, connected something. I don't even remember. I don't either. But I mean, you and I have spent many a late night texting back and forth potential therapy names. Sure have. And wait till you hear about how we got our logo because that was even harder. (laughs) That was the worst. (laughs) But let's, so let's talk about active and connected family therapy. So yeah, you want to talk about the active part? So, I mean, I think the active part is this idea, right? I mean, I think we can use both of these words in so many different ways, which is part of why we chose them. But active in the sense of, right, we want to help you be like actively living your life, as opposed to like a passive observer to your Mm -hmm. life, right, and help you feel empowered to manage the ups and downs of your life in an active way. But I think it's also reflective of like the work that we do in the room. Right. So we want to sort of like actively be working towards a goal or helping find a solution or improving a communication pattern or whatever the thing is. Right. Just so that you feel as a client that you're taking steps towards something, towards change. I do. I like active and I think a lot of people, when they see us and we're talking about being workout in workout clothes, yes, we are physically active. But to me, the word active is more a state of being. And that's because it's so easy in life to be passive or to, you know, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes and we all have stuff that's kind of you know, those things in the back of our hearts that are kind of gnawing at us or we know we should address. And I think part of it is we're saying, let's actively learn from our mistakes. Let's take an active stance at thinking about some of those things that maybe we're not looking at or who do we want to be and how can we actively strive towards becoming that person and living the lives that we want to. So I really think about it as coming from a personal place and being active about who we want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think like so many of us use avoidance as a coping skill, right? That being active with that part of our heart, our soul, our being can be like so uncomfortable initially. But I think we have like these amazing therapists that are like so in it with you that you have the permission to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, listen, I am kind of the queen of being like, I'm avoiding that, but I know I'm avoiding that. And even just saying like, (laughs) I'm actively choosing to avoid that allows you to take some control over it, right? Like this is important. I can't address it right now, like getting my kids to sleep in their own beds. Um, But I'm actively saying like, this is something it's, I can't do it right now and that's okay. But at least I'm saying it out loud. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. And I also think too, when I talk about being active, I think really thinking about who we want to be for ourselves, who we want to be in our families. And by the way, y'all, friends are families. So even if you feel like your family is far away or you're looking to start a family here, we also know that friends are truly family. And I mean, we feel that. We know that. You and I do. So you're right? just making you're- a perfect segue into connected. Oh, yeah, Caroline. I've become a podcast genius with all these <laughs> transitions. Here we are. But but absolutely, right? So being connected to the people around us and connected to our community as well. I think so much research is saying right now that in order to feel better, we need to be active and connected to our community and who's in our community and active and connected to the people around us. And yeah, I think that's so true. And I think what we also know about therapy is like the importance of the relationship right? So feeling connected to your therapist as a therapist, feeling connected to your clients is huge. And I think it really reflects like the relational approach that we take at A and C. Um, We're also calling it A and C, by the way, active and connected A and C. But I just almost said VFT, of course. Um, Right. But so I think there's also this idea of like, right, we want you to be connected with your person and the relationship is so important, but also just like reconnecting with yourself. Right. If I don't know myself, it's really hard for me to navigate the world. And so having that connected piece is so important. Yes. And I think, you know, for a really long time as therapists, and many kids think this, you think about a therapist and you honestly have a vision of like an old man with a cigar, you know, you're on a couch. I'm lying on a couch. Yeah. And and to me, that just makes teenage girls more anxious, by the way, that kind of like blank slate of a therapist. No teenage girl loves that because they've already got so much internal anxiety that by being a blank slate, you're not really helping with that. And I think where you and I saw early success and in helping folks really is because we we are who we are in the room and out of the room. Mm-hmm. And I think we truly care about our clients. I think most clinicians do, but we also allow real relationships, not boundaryless relationships. Listen, I have boundaries with my clients, but I also talk about myself. And I think my clients appreciate that. Well, and I think, right, even just like having a sense of humor about something, right, is a way to form a connection. And I think the other piece of being real and being who you are in the room is knowing just like any other relationship, like I can't always be the right fit for someone. Like I can't Mm -hmm. possibly be the right fit for every teenage girl. But the best part of being on this team is knowing that like, hey, when I have that feeling or when my client has that feeling that I'm not the right person, I'm like, okay, hang on, right? We can find you the person who is. For sure. And I think the beautiful part too is, you know, I've had some clients now for 10 years. It's wild. 10 years. And I've gotten to see so many young folks really grow up. Mm -hmm. And there are folks that I'm not the right person for at different stages in their life. Right. But because we have 
such a team of folks that I trust and love. I know that I'm able to get the people that I love, my clients, who they need with other people that are good. And that feels really fulfilling. Like I'm really helping people. I'm helping them develop relationships that are going to help them. And I feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. We're really cheesy. I love it. We haven't gotten to do this in so long. Be really cheesy together. I'm wondering if there's anything else around, you know, around active and connected family therapy that we need to say. And I do think I heard the other day that the best thing you can do for yourself every single day is to go on a walk with a friend that's promoting physical health, mental health, longevity, happiness, contentment. Um, It prevents a lot of negative outcomes, just going on a walk with a friend And as soon as someone said that, I was like, it's crazy because that's what active and connected family therapy is. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what we do, but it's also how we believe we're going to get through life because life is hard and walking with someone through it, whether it's your therapist or if we help you do that with your mom or your spouse in a different way, you know, we're able to help people lead better lives. And that's such a gift. It really is such a gift. It's like such a beautiful thing. Amanda, you've created such an amazing community. I know. I know. No, but you have too. You totally have. (laughs) We have. Yeah, we have. And, And if you're a client and you're listening, I also think one of the things we say is that it's an honor to do this work. Like I truly feel like it's an, it's an honor to be in a space with my clients. And that sounds like a therapist thing to say, but I truly think it's like an honor to be close to people and for people to share their lives with you is such a gift to me because Mm -hmm. I love being in relationships so much. It's just like, it brings me such joy and fulfillment. And for someone to let me do that with them, I, it, it feels sacred to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I'm like teary as you talk about it because it really is just so beautiful mm-hmm. to like be in the spaces that we get to be in with clients. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get into religion, but I will say I like I think that's where God is, right? Like I think God is in the spaces between two people or between I guess, family members and a community, God is in that space in between. And so I feel whatever God means to different people, but I feel so thankful that we're in roles where we get to experience God so intimately and profoundly every day. It's wild. (laughs) By the way, I did just say all this to my therapist as well. Laura Duke, she's the best. Um, But I'm like, don't call her because I'm sure I I need to get in with her too. (laughs) You can call her. She's so good. Um, But I'm just saying, because I feel it as a client as well, right? Because we also are doing our work for sure. And I feel that. Absolutely. Every every therapist has a therapist, at least from Mm -hmm. time to time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I think the bottom lines are that we are thrilled to be doing our work. And I guess maybe the other bottom line in this is that even though our name is changing and in some ways it, it, 
we're broadening what we're doing. Ultimately, the most important part to us is the relationships and the work, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We know that. We will always keep that in sight because it's central to who we are and it's central to the clinicians that choose to come work with us and that we want to work with is is holding that so tight. And I I feel really thankful that I think we're getting there and we're able to help more people because of that. I know. I'm so grateful for you and this family and my clients. I'm just like having a moment over here. Oh, well, that's so nice. Okay, y'all. Um, we're in the same space, but we're still over Zoom. God I know. I'm like, I need us. to go see Amanda in person after yeah. this. <laughs> God is between us through the waiting room and also... And the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Um, but we love you. We're so excited. Nothing will change with the way you all are getting your services. The only thing that's going to change is really our name and you know, more opportunities for folks to see therapists as they move. Yeah. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again.